It's FM 104. It's Kieran Halpin in for Louise Ty on Switched On this evening. And to be fair, I don't often get to talk much about sport on FM 104. So I'm very, very excited to talk about sport right now with the founder of Her Sport, Neve Tallon. Neve, hello. How are you? Hi, Kieran. How are you? I am, to be honest with you, Neve, I'm exhausted because I have been living through Irish athletes for the last two weeks for, or more in Budapest. They have had me off my feet screaming at the television. My wife is like, can you calm down over there? But what a couple of weeks it has been for Irish athletics, especially for female athletes. I mean, we are in for an absolutely stellar Olympics in Paris in a couple of months time, aren't we? Yeah, so a, a really, really strong performance from the team in Budapest uh, in, in terms of the, the Irish contingent. And as you mentioned, um, the female athletes did particularly well. So I suppose I can run through a quick uh, recap of the Irish. We want to go through it in that way. Yeah, absolutely. C- can we start off with uh, probably one of the most famous Irish athletes that there are at the minute, uh, NCAA champion Adeleke, Rashite Adeleke. I mean, she had the whole country rooting for her the other night didn't quite go as planned but she was just still an absolutely stunning performance on the world stage yeah so it's um you know one of the top results came from Rashida Adelecki um she finished in in fourth place in the 400 meters and then also Kira McGean got a, a fourth place in the 1500 meters as well so they're two of the the top results uh coming home for Team Ireland so um Rashida made it through the rounds well and um in the final you know really put herself in a in a good position um you kind of saw her through the rounds try and wind up in the last kind of 100 or 200 meters so on the final bend um coming in to the last 100 metres you could see that she was really trying to get herself into a medal position um, but managed to uh, finish in in fourth place so a really strong strong performance for her Um, she has been competing in the past in the 100 metres and the 200 metres and it's actually only in the past year that she's fully shifted her focus to the 400 metres so there'll be lots um, of potential for her to develop further. And, you know, she's only turning 21 this week. So, yes, she's someone that uh, a lot of people are watching and, and are excited about, which is great. Um, but she's a really young athlete and, and a fourth place uh, on a world stage is a fantastic result. So, oh, 100%. Um, yeah, delighted for Rashida. Uh, now, I think yeah, most, yeah. most people probably would have thought, OK, we're going to see her again in the 4 by 400 relay. They rested her. They're saying that she actually, she might have a bit of an injury and it's more as, as a look forward to Paris, which I thought was very strange considering how far away the Olympics are. Yeah, so Rashida actually didn't compete at the national championships um, a couple of weeks back and, uh, you know, was dealing with a few niggles. So um, last year she raced in an incredible amount um, it would have been the season of 21 and 22. And this year for 22, 23, she's been doing a lot of racing as well. So look, she's announced herself to the world stage. That fourth uh, fourth place finish uh, is fantastic. And, you know, if, if we're taking it seriously and really giving her every opportunity to perform at world level, like we need to make sure she doesn't get injured now. Um, you know, in terms of what an injury can do for athletes like they can you know it's not just a quick fix it, it won't be a month or two it can take quite some time so um you know she as as mentioned she had uh sat out the national championships she was in attendance meeting fans and everything but didn't compete and um as an athlete look she is a racer she does she does love to get out there and compete um I think in terms of the 
the 4x400s um mixed relay and the 4x400s uh women's relay they had they had really really good performances um the mixed relay made it to the final finishing 6th in the world and then the women's 4x400s uh finished 8th in the world so for me the the standout performer um was Charmaine, Charlene Maudsley mm-hmm. i think she she did really really well over the championships um in those relays and also competed in her individual 400 meters getting a personal best as well. So, um, yeah, she's, she's really jumped on in the last, you know, 12 or 18 months. And, um, yeah, fantastic to see her, her running so well, uh, in those events. And, and as you mentioned, you know, we're looking towards Paris and it bodes well that there's options and that the, that both teams are performing well at this level. Oh, it really does. I have become such a relay fan and I don't know what it is about the, the relay, <laughs> the mixed relay in particular. They seem to always find out they're in the final standing on stairs, which just creates amazing photographic opportunities. The same thing happened. I mean, my, my, my one of my favorite athletes. In, in the whole world is Sophie Becker um, from what she did in, in the mixed relay at the last Olympics and then she's back again and I mean absolutely Charlie Mosley performed wonderfully Sophie Becker was back in Roisin Harrison uh, Kelly McGorry in that uh, 4x400 a women's relay final yesterday. It was it was just super watching them compete at such a high level. I mean, coming eighth in the world is nothing to be sneezed at. They did really, really well. And they came out and they said, look, we wanted to beat the French. That's what they had put down on their marker for starting off. And it was just a super, super race. I think we have to talk about the Dutch athlete at the very end before we talk about <laughs> anything else. The overhead camera uh, that showed her, she must have been about 70 metres back from the line before she started making a move. And she was so far behind the two athletes in front. And she attached a rocket to her. And it was one of the greatest finishes (laughs) I think I've ever seen to any race ever. Yeah, look, Femke Ball, she's she's so impressive, I have to say. Um, she's someone that I always love to watch. I'm I'm such a fan. And again, again, she's actually she's quite a young athlete. Um She's actually a 400 meter hurdling specialist as opposed to r- running the 400 meter flat. Well, she killed that as well. She killed that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was incredible. She, she can do both and, yeah. and she is at that level. And, you know, from looking at the 400 meter, meter hurdles, you will see Femme Cabal, um, you know, try and run the flat as well. And also Sydney McLaughlin, uh, an American athlete who, who wasn't at the world championships, but they absolutely both have within their capabilities, um, you know, the, to, to run, you know, the 400 hurdles or the 400 flat. Um, Femka was the unlucky faller in the four by 400 mixed relay earlier on in the week. Um, she she rarely rarely steps a foot wrong and honestly just watching her race over the past couple of years has i you know been a joy for a lot of people but um she managed to trip herself um in mm-hmm. the last 15 or 20 meters in the mixed relay earlier on in the week and, and was devastated and teammate Lika Claver didn't look too thrilled about it no no um, and actually and the think... <laughs> it was the it was the losing of the baton for me was just hard to watch it roll yeah, away yeah. you go oh no because that, that's automatic disqualification obviously you haven't got the baton in your hand oh it was yeah look but yeah, I have to say yeah. though but definitely redeemed herself in, in yes. terms of that the win four by 400 and you know the Dutch do so well you know in in those relay events and and I think actually you saw what it meant to them yesterday to get that win because you know, they're used to being on the podium and, and performing well, whether it's in the mixed or whether it's in the in the women's four by four. And and they kind of it's like, you know, water off a duck's back sometimes when they medal because they're almost so used to it. But um in terms of what it meant to them yesterday, you could see Femka, you know, really felt that she had managed to, you know, 
you know, celebrate the the week of athletics and uh, and get the job done for her team. Like you can imagine, she would have been beating herself up over over that trip earlier in the week. So, um, yeah, delighted for her, and she's able to maybe soften the blow of missing out the medal in the in the four by four hundred. But, um, yeah, the Dutch are always exciting to watch in the relays, and 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 the Polish actually as well. I know the Polish specifically trained to perform well, um, in relays, and we're actually seeing another few countries do that as well tactically. So, um, I think Ireland are trying to put that, um, you know, depth there uh, across a couple of the different relay events so that we can we can compete at that stage and, and as you mentioned um the the Irish team are doing well you mentioned Sophie Becker there I know she has had a couple of niggles over the season as well so um you know she's she's been a, a brilliant performer over the last couple of years um maybe not just at her best this year but as she comes back from injury we'll see her get stronger and, and stronger again so yeah great to see her in action and um, the team as a, as a whole um do so well one hundred percent, and I have to say, I loved watching um, the the full athletics uh, over over the couple of weeks uh, in Budapest. That's the athletics, and uh, look, we're not going to we're going to be hearing a lot more of those names. Yeah, I and, think you know, uh, we, we might jump into Kira, will we? <laughs> <laughs> Quick report on the fifteen hundred, and then we can move on to the rugby. Absolutely, go on. We talk about her. Yeah, it would it would be remiss not to mention Kira McGee and, and the performance. So, um, as mentioned at the start, Kira, um. You know, she she got a fourth place finish in the in the 1500 meters and was definitely the race of her life. Um, a new national record. And, you know, in the in the post race uh, interviews, like you can tell she's hungry for more. And, um, you know, we're hoping that she's going to retain her form going towards Paris. Um, her previous top finish at the World Championships was 10th. So moving forward by six places is, is very impressive. And, you know, she's just been running so well over the past 18 months. So um, really exciting there. And um, yeah, great to see her really wanting to be on the podium and, and believe that, you know, she she has every chance of a medal as anybody else. Um, except maybe Faith Kipyagon, and that's that's Kira's words because Faith is just in a class of her own. Um, but also in the 1500 metres was Sophie O'Sullivan and Sarah Healy and were both rewarded with new personal bests. Um, Sarah Healy got a new under 23 record as she became the third Irish woman to run under four minutes for the 1500 metres. So both are under 23 athletes, which is really exciting. Um, they're running faster times than Kira did when she was that age, which bodes well for their future potential and, and seeing how they got on. So, um, yeah, really, really strong, uh, in 1500 meters. And then another young athlete is Kate O'Connor, who had a strong performance in the heptathlon finishing in 13th place. So that's a, a, a quick roundup of the athletics or, or not so quick, maybe as we <laughs> that, yeah, dive into it. Yeah, that was my fault. I completely <laughs> talked about too much. And if you have like three minutes of your time, check out Kira McGeehan's post uh, post race interview with Virgin Media Sport. It is most possibly one of the greatest things. She smiles the whole way through it. It really is. It's, it's inspiring. Actually, yeah, to be it, fair, it really, really is. It's, it's interesting actually because I've talked to a few people about that, and they're like, "Oh, she's like, she, you know, she's she's smiling and she looks so happy and everything." But if you actually listen to what she says, like Kira is such a positive person, and that's that's Kira like with a, a hint of disappointment and mm-hmm. um, like she's delighted obviously for that fourth place and she's delighted with new national record but she was saying you know to be so close and she you know would have felt that she she you know has the potential to compete for those medals and it, it's it's great to see that but she is somebody that absolutely can appreciate you know things like personal best and records and, and results and um, she's had her 
you know, fair share of injuries and, um, you know, trials and tribulations and that. So she she definitely appreciates it. But you could tell if, if you watch her interviews on the regular or, or you meet her around in person, like that was her a little bit disappointed despite all the smiles throughout the interview. <laughs> we better touch on some other sports while I still have you here. Rugby Interpro, what's going on there? Yeah, so uh, the final group stages of the Vodafone Women's Interprovincials were over the weekend. Um, as we said last week, both Connacht and Leinster would have been looking to win their respective games to see who would face Munster in the final. So Connacht uh, got the win. They overcame Ulster, beating them 29-24, to while Leinster beat Munster 26-19. to So for the last couple of years, Munster have been the team to beat and um, Leinster will really be be thrilled with that win over them. Um, They're going to face off against Munster in the final this Saturday in Musgrave Park in Cork for the title. And uh, yeah, expect a really, really tight game um, as each each side will bring their full strength. So it's going to be a a Leinster-Munster final and then we will see Ulster and Connacht in the third and fourth place playoffs. Very good. Now, Ireland secured fifth at the Euro Hockey Championships. What does this mean for the uh, Olympic qualifiers then in January? Yeah, so Ireland have secured a spot in the Olympic qualification groups, which will take place in January 2024. So exciting for them as they... uh, you know, put in their bid to try and and qualify for the Olympics yet again. And then they also will remain at the elite level with a place in the Euro Hockey Championships in 2025. So that was two of the goals that that they had set out to achieve. So they'll be happy with that. And they will now start their preparations uh, for January as, um, you know, they look to try and and, and get that Olympic qualification spot. You know, we'd love to see them um, competing in Paris. And, you know, Tokyo wasn't maybe as they expected um, with COVID and everything. So, um, you know, they'll be hoping to get there again. Yeah, they were definitely disappointed, I think. Okay, I, I, I'm really he- hesitant to end on a negative, um, but I think we have to touch on it. What in the name of all that is holy is going on with the Spanish FA president? I thought he'd be gone by now. What is happening? Yeah, so there's a lot going on uh, in in the world of football. Um, you know, we've been celebrating Spain as they became mm-hmm. the World Cup championship champions, but unfortunately, the moment has been tainted um, as a lot has, has unfolded since. So, um, when Spain were re- receiving their medals, for anyone that's not aware, um, Ruby Alice, the president of the Spanish Federation, uh, kissed the player Jenny Hermoso on the mouth. Um, this sparked a lot of conversation, most of which was outrage and disappointment, saying that it was inappropriate and non-consensual. So I'll run you quickly through what has happened since. Um, Hermoso said in an interview after the event that it wasn't something that she wanted or enjoyed. Um, Ruby Alice released a formal statement apologising for his actions. And then the Spanish Federation also re- released what now appears to be an apparently false statement on behalf of Hermoso, the player. Um, claiming that the kiss was no big deal and a mutual, totally not uh, or totally spontaneous gesture. So, um, very quickly after that came out from Spain, um, saying that they were releasing it on on behalf of Hermoso. Uh, people didn't feel that it was actually her that was saying that and, and that it was coming from the federation. Uh, she then eventually made a formal statement, um, announcing that she was going to pursue action against Rubiales and then a number of other Spanish players including a striker from the men's national team, said they wouldn't play until Ruby Alex resigned. Uh-huh. Then by Thursday, uh, it seemed that he would resign after FIFA announced they had opened an investigation against him. Um, but then during an emergency 
Uh, meeting by the Spanish Federation, uh, Rubiale said he would not resign, uh, calling an outcry against him, um, fake or calling the outcry against him, fake feminism. Was this the, um, the, uh, the after his press conference where he stood up and said in Spanish, I will not resign, I will not resign, I will not resign? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> incredible so, scenes, um, incredible. Yeah, so it's, you know, we're getting one thing from the players and then, you know, one thing from Arubiales and um, it, it seems the Federation are kind of leaning towards supporting him, but they but they have actually now uh, suspended him for 90 days uh, while a disciplinary um, proceedings continue. So they are they are doing an investigation. And then today it was announced that um, the Spanish prosecutors have opened a preliminary sex abuse case against Rubiales. Um, and now Rubiales' mother has also allegedly locked herself in a church and refuses to eat because of the inhuman hunt against her son. So um, there's a lot going on. Wow. Um, there's a wow. lot of different reports uh, coming out. Um, so, yeah, it's it's honestly it's un- unfolding at least every day, if not kind of hour by hour. But um, something just to keep an eye on and, and see is, what happens there. It is just an absolutely it's, it's an horrendous story. He grabbed her by the ears and kissed her on the mouth. I mean, it was like, actually horrendous watching it is absolutely horrendous. The man needs to go. I mean, I think that's that, that's pretty fair to say. Neve, where can people find out what you're doing and keep up to date with all the women's sport? Yeah, so if anyone wants to check us out, head over to hersport.ie and also um, search hersport on any social media platform. We're there uh, delivering any of the news that's going on. So we keep you up to date with the, the latest stories. And I know we touched on a couple of sports there, but there's lots more going on and, and we have the news up every day. So um, yeah, hersport and, and all the action is there. Neve Talon, founder of hersport. I'm sorry for keeping you longer than uh, than was necessary there. Talk all about athletics, but I get a bit excited when they only come around every couple of years. <laughs> but thank you. Athletics fan myself, so uh, we we definitely could have been there longer. But look, we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll give everybody the other other sports news as well. Exactly. Thank you very much for uh, for talking to FM one hundred and four. Thanks so much, Karen.